Welcome to Season 2 of the podcast, Comics Games Project. And what exactly do we call it, Donnie? We call that the PCG Project Podcast. And just a quick reminder, we have five categories. Setup and learning curve, game balance, replayability, overall theme and design, and cost. And to mention, we have a complex proprietary rating system, which is patent pending. Dave, you want to discuss? It's going to take me a while to explain this, but what we do for each of those categories is we give it a rating of thumbs up, shrug, or thumbs down. Let's dive in. Hello, and uh, welcome to the second month of Season 2. Last month, we had a miniatures game with HeroScape. This month, we are doing the other side of the season, which is role-playing game. We are bringing you the Adventure Zone game, which is the Adventure Zone Bureau of Balance. It is a cooperative storytelling game. It's inspired by a popular podcast of the Adventure Zone. I'm a big fan of it. That's why I have the game. But anyways, it takes about 60 to 90 minutes to play for ages 13 plus. And it says here that the uh, amount of players you can use is two to five yeah um so <laughs> dave let's up the energy a little bit here we'll kind of get the podcast you know a little bit higher pitched um so anyway so there's this guy brad <laughs> from hr if you happen to be in a, a party of six you can play with six but the sixth person has to be brad they don't actually get to go on the adventure but um they can facilitate like any good hr representative does and their name is brad bradson and they basically take over the team leader perspective and, and they kind of monitor the situation make sure all the storylines align and the game runs smoothly so if you have a good organized friend they can be um brad from hr yeah if you uh listen to this podcast you'll catch a lot of the names and uh and, and things from the and just in the cards within the game and stuff like that there'll be a lot of uh throwbacks to the bureau of balance D campaign that the mcelroy family performed so I'm going to go over the rule book with you. Uh, I'm staring at an 11-page rule book. It's, it's really not too robust, which is, is nice. Um, you know, some of these kind of role-play tabletop games can get a little intense. This one's not that intense. It does take a little bit to learn. There's a few nuances, but, you know, short rule book, it's pretty concise. Um, so what you do, you start with uh, picking players. There's five factions. There's wizards, rogues, warriors, priests, and bards. Dave and I just played a two-player game. In that instance, you have to throw away the priest and bard. Uh, I don't know specifically why they chose those two, but you can only choose from the other three. You throw them right away. <laughs> Dump it in the trash. Right. However, the priest kind of chills as a permanent third assist. Um, so if you play a two-player game, you're still kind of playing with three because that priest hangs out with you. Then, His name is probably Brad, too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Brads and Chads. Um, the There's a board that comes with it that kind of it's labeled where your different cards go. So... During the initial setup, you have to pick a location, a relic, and a villain. And there's slots for those along with challenge cards. So each villain, you can choose whatever villain you want. You know, you can have Brad do it or, you know, anyone. Um, and once you pick a villain, you set up the challenge cards. Each each card will say if there's a specific order. So, for example, we just played with the Dark Lord. And the Dark Lord said that the villain card, the challenge cards had to be set up from challenge 1 through 10. And it says right on the bottom. You know, difficulty one through ten. So there's a specific order the challenge cards play. 
However, the relic card, we did the ring, and there was no specific orders. You can just shuffle the challenge cards. There's still 10 of them, and you put them on there. Um, our location we just picked was the temple. That was a specific order. But moral of the story is the setup's pretty easy, pretty self-explanatory. It says it right on the card. Follow those directions, and then you're ready to play. Uh, I think all of them have 10 challenges per you know, deck. Um, so you kind of it's consistent throughout. Yeah, just sometimes it'll be, I believe there was one, I think it's the railroad. If normally you have to get through the deck, if you get through all of the railroad, I believe is when you lose, which is like the opposite of the normal decks. Right, so to get to the the winning point, because there's some rules to go through, but to win the game, you're working as a team. This is a collaborative effort. Everyone on the that's playing is working together to beat the villains, beat or capture the relics, or travel through the locations. You don't have to beat all three challenges because there's three in every game. You always have to beat the relic or capture the relic. So we had to get the ring, but we could either choose to get the ring by going through the location deck or we could beat the Dark Lord to get the ring. So you don't have to beat all three, but you have to beat two, including the relic pack. We smoked the Dark Lord. Yeah, we might have played wrong a little bit, but that's okay. We'll clarify the rules uh, here. So uh, once you set up your character, the character sheets are fun. This, This still is a... A role play game so a lot of the stuff you do in this game is completely pointless but it's not to say you shouldn't do it because it makes it more fun yeah it's it's part of the whole game is is storytelling obviously you don't have to do it if you i think it even says it in the rules if you're uncomfortable doing stuff like that then you definitely don't have to but it is encouraged as a storytelling game to to kind of just go into it we made sure to do our backgrounds and stuff we had a pretty good uh storyline going for our quick uh, two-player game that we just did right I, I was slim shady and he was eminem for our, our characters and it asked you certain questions like you know i was a rogue but um i was also a rapper clearly because i'm slim shady so it kind of asks you questions to build your character just for fun and then you tell your story around the table we named the dark lord marshall mathers so it was a real uh personality split <laughs> right exactly and then so once you have the board set up, you picked your characters, you kind of filled out your sheet, then it's time to play. So the team leader goes first. You know, that was me in this case. And what you do is each character sheet has special abilities. So I was the rogue. Every character's basic attack, I think is two, at least mine was. Um, two is your like basic strength versus, versus any challenge. However, specifically the rogue had plus four against traps. You know, Dave was a warrior. He was better against monsters. So each character will have different abilities, and each challenge on the board, there's always three challenges, will have different attributes. So me being good against traps, I want to go fight against traps, and so on. And then you can also assist. You can assist before or assist after a roll. So say I'm going for a challenge, I would kind of tally up what my my stack is. Say I have five attack, the challenge is eight. If Dave can assist two before a roll or one after, you know, it's on him to decide or us to decide as a team what what makes the most sense to beat this challenge. But the assists aren't always the same before and after. They can kind of vary per character. So once we kind of get through that, you're playing the game, you're trying to beat challenges. The other nuances to it is the Fantasy Costco, which Dave really should have had the, 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 the YouTube Fantasy video Fantasy Costco, where all your dreams come true. Right, so there's a funny little song that goes along with it. But after you beat challenges, you get points. I don't know if they're called points, but you essentially get points. Once you get three, uh, to- I think they're even called tokens, but you can exchange those in for one Fantasy Costco card. The Fantasy Costco cards are huge. You can only have two in play per character, but one of them that I had was Restore One Health. 
Um, you, you started a base level of health per players. We had two players, so we started at 14 health, and I think it goes down with the more players since you're you know more beefier of a team. But um, one of my fantasy Costco cards will restore health. You know, one of them was plus one strength, any attack. Some of them are, you know, discard this card to do a special ability or re-roll or whatever. So there's a whole bunch of different uh, actions you can do with the fantasy Costco cards, and they come in handy. Other than that, I mean, playing through the actual rules, everyone has one action per turn. So with Dave and I doing a two-player game, he had an action, I had an action, and since it was a two, the priest had an action. So you'll always have at least three actions. If you had four people, you have four different actions. And what the actions do is, one, assist. You can only assist once per turn. Two, some of the challenges will say you have to spend an action point to even fight this challenge. And I don't know if there's... Third one, like, so my special ability, I needed to use my action token, and I would take... We would take... Your health is for the whole team, so we would all take one damage, technically. Um, And I'd add two strength to my uh, roll. So that's pretty pretty powerful. I mean, especially if you have a lot of health. There's also some Costco cards that did similar to that special ability where you have to use your action token in order to gain some sort of a benefit. Right. So assist ability or to even fight a card is kind of the action play. Your your actions reset once it gets back to the team leader. So with two of us, it reset every two turns. If you have three, you know, once it gets back, you reset. Other than that. When you actually fight a character sheet, so say I had a four base strength, the challenges all have a number on it. So say it's a nine uh, health. I have to equal or be greater than its health to beat it. And there's a die aspect to it. So the die that we have is one through six, and then there's an automatic fail and an automatic crit. So if I need a th- if I had six and the thing was nine, I had to get a three or higher to beat it or a crit or ask for help or use a fantasy Costco card to beef up my, my stack. Um, and those actions can be, some of them can be done before, some can be done later. But there is a roll, a roll die aspect to it. Yeah, that's why uh, some of the classes, like Warrior, the help afterwards is a, only a plus one. Because they really want you to commit to it beforehand to use up your action. Or you could wait to try to save your action, but it won't be as big of a benefit. So if Donnie needs that two now... I can only give them one, so we're kind of screwed at that point. Right, and each challenge has you know the, the points that you win or um, damage. I think the damage I saw was one to four. I'm not sure if it's any higher than four, but only starting you know at ten to fourteen health, depending on how many players. You know, a four damage could really wallop you, and there's not a lot of heal cards. And the only other aspect I know we haven't really talked a lot about the role play aspect of it. So what you're supposed to do is every time at the beginning of a rounds, the team leader. So Brad from HR is supposed to set the stage. So, you know, I think we started in the hidden cavern of the temple. The You know, we're, we're trying to fight these goblins. I don't think they were called goblins. Uh, goblins. Goblins. And our first challenge happened to be a dance-off, which was great for Marshall Mathers slash Eminem slash Slim Shady because, you know, rapper would crush that first one. And we did. We beat it right away. But obviously the first challenge is very easy. But you're supposed to tell a story, like kind of set the scene. And then each different challenge could have special things with it. So one of them was like a middle school thing. It basically said you're in middle school, and if you tell a story about something tragic in middle school, you can get plus one strength. So if, you, if, you, if people are encouraged to tell a funny story or, or relive some tragic past, <laughs> they can get additional strength as long as the table kind of agrees that it, it met the card. 
Yeah, so that's a big element to it. A lot of cards have that like plus one story element to it, so it, it gets you a little bit more into the because it is it's a storytelling game, so it, it does immerse you a little bit more. You're an adventuring party for the Bureau of Balance, so you're going in there. The only other thing we should also touch on is on the card strengths on the two sides of them. Sometimes they'll have pluses and minuses, and that'll add to the card next to it, whichever side it's pointing to. If that makes sense. There's little arrows, so it kind of it's easier to look at. Right, and the last major thing we missed, which we used the whole time, was surprise cards. So, um, in a traditional game of three or more, you'd put a surprise card in each deck underneath the fourth challenge card. And surprise cards are helpful. They're typically like an assistant, like a, a person that's just going to help you with the battle. So, the one that we used a bunch had an ongoing symbol. So some of the cards you have to discard to use it. Some of them have this little circular arrow thing, meaning it, it happens, it's, it's in perpetuity, it's ongoing. And he helped us with traps and monster fights with a plus one strength. So he was kind of our little assistant dude that helped. So the surprise cards are huge. There can only be one in play at a time, but they're usually helpful. They're kind of like the Costco cards that you can have two in play at a time per person, but they give you benefits. Yeah, and they got used a lot in our game because when it's, it's a two-player like variant, and you kind of just pick your surprise cards, and you can kind of keep them active. Right. So I think that's it. I think we're ready to review. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's honestly, it's really not too bad. I guess we'll jump where I'm leading with this is kind of like game setup anyway. So we'll go with jump into that. Really isn't too bad of a setup. The game board has little places on it where you put your cards and everything, and then the Character sheets are pretty self-explanatory. They have different sections. They have your stats are already on there. You just have to fill in the name and um, some cool storytelling aspects. But other than that, it, it's right there in front of you. This is like the limited edition or collector's edition game set. So everyone got their own. You have like a little metal dot or metal coin that you use for your assisting thing that matches your symbol on your card. So it's easy to figure out which one's yours. And um, that has a die that is color-coded as well. Like the warrior was uh, like a burnt red. So I had that same color die. Yeah, no, I agree. And like the the learning curve on this, that our section we're talking about, we yes. usually have a little sticky note. That's up Set of learning curve. And, Set of learning curve. You know, Dave didn't put it out, so I'm not really sure what <laughs> yeah. category we're focused on. You know, we've on. only done like 20 of these episodes, but right. we still can't figure it out. So setup, setup learning. learning curve. The setup was pretty easy. And yeah. It's pretty good. And so to be honest, we haven't played this game in a, in a while. I didn't even really remember the game. So we did a quick match before and read the rules. Really didn't take me very long. Call it 10, 15 minutes max. All came back to me. But super easy to learn. I think the arrows on the cards that give bonuses to the cards next to them, we got tripped up on the first time we played. Again, like Dave mentioned, you have to see it. But once you play through it, one full playthrough you'll know the whole game it's really not that complicated yeah it, it's it's more for the storytelling aspect i think so the rest of the game is just kind of a guide to help you out with your little story that you're making for yourselves right the next one is going to be the game balance we have played a few of the different scenarios there before like i said with the uh railroad kind of the opposite deck and things like that i i do think they're all pretty well balanced with it depends on who you're using for your character. Sometimes that we'd have to switch which card deck we were fighting against because there was just we 
on this last playthrough didn't have a lot of spooky bonuses. So when a spooky card came up, which is a symbol that goes on the card, we tried to we pretty much strayed away from that deck because you just don't get as many bonuses. But that's all in making your party even and and grabbing the uh, Costco cards to kind of benefit where you're lacking and things like that. It, I'd say this is a pretty well-balanced game for what you need. Yeah, usually I look at this in terms of like an opponent. Like, is my character as balanced as, as Dave's? But for this one specifically, it's more of, is our team as balanced as the challenges? Because we're all on the team to beat that. And I'd say yes. I mean, the, the playthrough we just did, we messed up in that we had too many Costco cards down. You're only supposed to have two per player. And we got to like four, looked at the rules, realized, oh, no, nope, we're using them too aggressively. Can't do that. You got to discard them. It did seem too easy. Right. That's why so I thought of it. once we got rid of those, we were a little tighter on, oh, we needed a 10 and we're only at, you know, seven. So we need a three or higher or four or higher. So it got a little bit tighter in that a lot of our die rolls were basically 50 50. So from that context, I'd say it's balanced because it seems like a lot of the times we needed a four or higher to win. And in a six die, that's a, literally a coin flip to win. So that means it's balanced in my eyes. Yeah. So what do you think about the replayability? I'd say that. Anytime you can switch characters, especially when there's different abilities, I like that that concept. So, you know, Dave's warrior was good against monsters. I was good against traps. You know, he had that ability that hurt us. But my ability is I, as a rogue, I got two Costco cards and I can pick my favorite and discard the, the worst. So I like those kind of games where you can switch up characters and replay again. And you get to switch up villains and switch up relics. And long story short, I think I could have fun with this game multiple times in a night or I don't think I'd get sick of it very quickly. Yeah, there's a ton of different combinations you can do. I think on the back of the rule book, it says, like, it gives, like, a list of how many different ones there are. But I think there's at least three for each section there. Uh, maybe even four. Yeah, so four four for each one. So the, you got your four villains, you got your four relics, and you got your four locations. Obviously, you guys can do the math on that. I'm not going to do it. And uh, so you can do a ton of different combinations. You can. Yeah, but also in the uh, towards the end of the book, they do give certain combinations that you can do to kind of like spice it up, give you a little bit of your storytelling as well. So it makes it fun. Yeah, I agree. I like this game. Uh, overall theme and design. What do you think? It's good. It's uh, it's pretty unique. It's it almost would like make it into the card game season because you are just kind of using cards, but at the same time, it's it's supposed to be a storytelling role-playing game so obviously that's why it's here but yeah it's very unique i don't think i have another game that's quite like this one yeah i'd agree with that because it's yes there's the cards but you have your character sheets there's also a board there's also the fantasy costco is a legit building you put it together it's, it's a building a 3d building um, yeah. your, your tokens are metal like real coins so it's like not cheap it's not cheap plastic it's like legit um, so, you know, I like the theme of design and just like all, you know, a lot of these types of games, it's colorful and it's, it's fun um, that they have fun with the character types and it's, it's good. And I guess just for anyone with like kids, it's family friendly. There's nothing like inappropriate on the card. So it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. Ages 13 plus is not too bad. So that just leads us to the cost, which I'm looking at, it's like 32 bucks. This is the, uh. This was like the special edition one, so I'm sure it was more than that. I got it when they were doing like the crowdfunding. 
So I'm sure it was a little bit more than that at that time, but you can easily go and pick up this game for $30. Perfect. So let's get into our ratings. All right. Setup and learning curve. What do you think? I'll give it a thumbs up. You know, everything was in the rule book. We didn't have to Google anything. That's always a good sign for me, at least. Yeah, no, definitely. We have played it a few times before, obviously, but it was nice because Donnie did uh, admit that he totally had forgotten about the game and he picked up that rule book and we were able to put it together fairly quickly. It was it was nice, it was really easy to refresh, so I don't think that learning curve isn't too bad. So that's a that'll be a thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, replayability? Yeah, I'll probably go with uh, the game balance first. Is, uh, isn't that okay? I don't know, man. This is why we have the sticky <laughs> note, all right? <laughs> it's not up right now. I'm lost. I believe it's game balance. So, <laughs> all right, game balance. Uh, game balance, I'm going to give... This one's kind of a hard one for this game just because it is a little bit different. Uh, but I will give it a thumbs up. I think all the uh, decks are pretty well balanced, and I think the players versus the decks are pretty good. So thumbs up. Yeah, if we didn't cheat and have unlimited Costco cards, I think it's a high probability we could have lost. Um, it would have been a, a battle, so I'll go thumbs up. Yeah, we did lose. Um, the original time we brought this game out, there was, I believe, four or five of us. We almost maxed out. We didn't have Brad, but we uh, did almost max it out, and, and we did lose. We definitely lost, I think, twice in a row. First game, we smoked it. And then the, I think the next two times we lost. So I don't know if that first time was just a fluke or what. Right. Now, um, replayability? <laughs> yes, you can do replayability now. Yeah, no, I mean, again, like I said in the uh, in the initial thing, I, I'll give this a thumbs up because I like the different characters and the different villains and I'm a fan. Yeah, I will have to give this one a thumbs up as well just because it's it's you got a lot of different combinations there. Uh you know, I'm going to take back the thumbs up. I'm going to go with a shrug. Oh, that's our first take back. Yeah, I'm going to go with a shrug on this because thinking about it now, I mean, it replaying it over and over again, I'm going to get bored. I, it would need expansions and more, more like decks to come out in order to kind of flavor this up a little bit. There's only so many times I'm going to want to beat the Demon Lord. So, yeah, shrug. It was Dark Lord, Dave. Dark Lord, yeah. <laughs> so, the Dark Lord. There's only so many times I'm going to give it a shrug because it will eventually. It it seems good now because we haven't played it as much, but this wouldn't have the long lasting amount of time like a hero escape where you can create tons of different teams. So now, Donnie, we go to game design. Theme Over, design. Overall theme and design. Overall theme remember, and design. Guys, remember our categories. <laughs> That's because I tried to call you out. I, this is going to be interesting, but I'm actually going to revert back to replayability and go shrug. I just got convinced to change. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking at this the is... other games because this is early on in the season, but thinking about HeroScape and stuff. And we haven't played this game that much, and there has to be a reason for that. And I think it's Dave just nailed it that at some point, this this you would need expansions. You would need to really get this game robust or after five playthroughs, we've done it all and you know, kind of, eh. yeah. And I mean, that's really, I, I don't have a problem getting expansions, so maybe that would change the rating if they had them. But as far as I know, they don't have those. So like you can't even do it. If yeah. You wanted to. Weird, weird pull box right there, but the theme and design, I got to go thumbs up. I mean, the rule book is cool. The cards are cool. It's like legit board, legit character sheets. I, I like 
I like the design of this thing. Absolutely, thumbs up on that. It's it's unique. It's it's very well put together. You know what? Two thumbs up. Oh, <laughs> only the second one in the history of the PCG Project podcast. You can tell we were very prepared for this specific episode. <laughs> yeah, we're um, definitely not winging this at all. But no more take backs. We're on the cost. That's a thumbs up. Thirty bucks for what's in this box is a huge win. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you for joining us for another episode of the pcg project podcast i'm donnie kicking it over to dave for his shameless plugs yes if you have any questions comments or concerns you can find me at pcg underscore project on twitter and instagram our instagram is always going like crazy we also have a website pcg project Dot com. You can find us on any of those accounts. The intro and outro music is by Zach McIntyre. It's a role play on everyone. <laughs>